What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Under the Hood with John the Hood podcast, along with my crazy cousin Wiley. He's Cuzzo, how's it going? Here. There he is. I'm John the Hood. <laughs> Thanks so much for being with us here on the Under the Hood podcast. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe our podcast, and also on YouTube as well. YouTube is growing, and I thank you for that. It continues to grow. We were just I had a YouTube account for a while. We were just, you know, hanging around, didn't have much content on it. But every week it's growing. And we thank you so much for growing the YouTube. YouTube.com. Look for J Hood Radio there. Like, share, subscribe. And, of course, we've got merchandise as well. Cuzzo, if you could just bring over the. Uh, uh, yes. We have it's, our infamous yeah. Under the Hood shirt right here. Oh, uh, smelling it. That's uh, terrible. It smells uh, like the lady of the evening. Smells like success. <laughs> well, I, guess, I guess that would be for you, success, yes. Also, we have the other water bottle. And uh, as someone who likes to drink water and is occasionally active, this is, is go-to. What I love about this is that it doesn't matter how long you've left your water in here. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be cold, which is, yeah. which is, which is awesome. Yeah. So, and hold on. We have, and there's more. Uh-huh. We have the under the hood tumbler. Now, there's something special about this tumbler that I didn't even tell Hood about yet. Uh-huh. Um, and we just talked like a couple minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, so, I I, op- I opened. Well, I saw the tumbler like the other day. Like I think yesterday, I looked inside the tumbler, and you know, like. Every old black family, you know, there's a, a wad of cash just rolled. <laughs> Christy Bills just rolled inside the cup. You know, um, I appreciate Cuzzo for uh for for sending me the money, but I'm going to have to uh return it to him. But yeah, I opened the cup, it's like, oh, this is this is this is nice. Just a wad of bills just rolled in there. So Definitely ESPN has been very, very good to him because <laughs> and crispy too. So <laughs> I, I appreciate the gesture though. I do. I definitely appreciate the gesture. I, 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 you would not accept it either way. So I just thought if I just <laughs> slide it in there, that works. You just yes. slide it in. <laughs> okay, Rocky. It's not Rocky's turn. It's, it's all right. It's, 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 it's right. there's yeah. someone at the door. Of course. So he's, uh, Rocky. This is not Rocky's turn. He's he's at the end of the show. That's ridiculous. He's he's at the end of the show. Maybe at the end, but he can't come on right. now. He's spoiling right. it. So that's. But I, I do appreciate it. But here's the truth: like if you get one of these under the hood tumblers, um, I can't guarantee it. But there's a chance. You know, it may also have a wad of cash in there. You know, courtesy of ESPN. You know. 1000. So that's the great thing about it. That's the, uh, that's the family tradition. That's how you do it. Yes. You just put it in there. Crown Royal bag. Uh, yes. Tumbler, whatever it takes. And Rubber band wrapped around it too. Yes. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see where the link is by Linktree and you can get one of those of your own. Again, it's a great Christmas gift, a great holiday gift, great uh, Hanukkah gift, um, a great Kwanzaa gift for someone. Uh, the Under the yes. Hood merchandise available now. 15% off. Right through Thanksgiving. Then I'm going to hike the prices up again. Uh, but right, right there, <laughs> that's available for you right now. <laughs> By the way, we got so much to talk about here on our show as we give you this every week, ad-free. 
I can. I, the only ad is that we ask you to check out the merchandise. But hey, I will add ads if you want. But I'd rather just do this just straight through. So keep supporting. That way we can keep this ad free. Okay, there's Absolutely. a lot to talk about here because I want to talk to you about. First of all, we have not talked about the um, Bears' last win. Um, yes. As they get the job done on Thursday night, a sleepy Thursday night game in which the Bears defeated Carolina. It's what, what I expected. Some thought Carolina could win this game. Uh, I believe the line was three yes. for the Bears, three, three and a half, something like that. I was like, no, the Bears are going to win, but they barely won. Again, nothing against them. But it's just that what I really love – and what we've been seeing is a strong defense. It's what we've seen all our lives as Bears fans. Strong defense, good running game. But I, but I think the, the thing that um, is highlighted for me the most is, is that this defense shut down Carolina. I know that they have their struggles, but the linebackers, the secondary, the line getting to Bryce Young, I love to see that from the Bears. I just want to see that continue, especially against better opponents like Detroit coming up. I, I would as well. So I was watching – I had looked at a little Carolina tape prior to the game just to get a feel for like the knocks on Bryce Young. Like I had, I've seen pieces of his game, but I hadn't looked at a lot of it. So I was looking at the game, looked at the tape. The kid like has no time to throw the ball. So I, I, I expected the Bears defensive line to finally show up. Obviously you got uh sweat is there now. So you, you do have somebody who can actually rush the passer. Uh, and Ngakwe can also assist with that as well. But, so I expected them to actually show up and put pressure on him. Uh, but seeing the secondary still be reliable uh, when healthy, seeing uh, Jack Sanborn, yes, you know, like yes, like he is, um, he is showing that he he legitimately has a place in the NFL outside of just uh, you know us being meatball fans of him because he's an undrafted kid, you know, from a. Uh, the Chicago area. So yeah. I, I was I was happy to see the defense show up and, and play well again. I was disappointed. I was disappointed in the offense. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that was one of the worst games I've seen all year. And there have been bad games this year. Like they couldn't move the ball against an inept Carolina defense, even with their top pass rusher out. I don't know if that was the game plan of Getty or if uh, Bajant was just that bad. And I know you look at the stat line, he protected the ball, he made a couple plays here and there, but to see that level of performance from the offense against that team like disappointed me. And you could see this disappointment also on uh, DJ Moore's face throughout the game. He let it be known that he was not happy with his usage and Whatever the hell Beijing was doing that game. So I thought, you know, and I know that we can look at turnover games and say, oh, these games were worse. I thought Beijing played well in games that he turned the ball over a lot in. I thought this was easily his worst game of the season, even though he actually protected the football in the entire game. Yeah, it just – I guess what the Bears decided to do is, is they said, okay, we want you to get the ball down the field. And he did connect to a number of receivers. Like, I like that he connected to DJ Moore and Cole Komet. Cole Komet and Tyler Scott seemed like yeah, those are his favorite targets to throw down yes. the field. Tyler Scott does not surprise me because I'm sure on a backfield, it was probably Bajan saying, hey, man, you're my guy. I'm not getting any snaps. Let's play pitch and catch. That's cool. But I think that um, 
the running game was the hallmark of what the Bears had to do. They ran the football 37 times. And it's just like if the passing game, if you can't get it down the field, you might as well just run the football. But, right. but, but, but I understand your point. That really didn't do anything for Bajan to, even if you tried to separate himself from fields. Because yeah. what will separate yourself from fields is not necessarily the Raider game. The Raider game no. was everyone was thrown off guard like, wow, this guy's just, he's dumping it down like he's Craig Krenzel. Right? He's, just, yeah. he's just dumping it down five, ten yards, which is fine. It was efficient. It moved the chains. We had the running game going, so I had no problem with that because you beat the Raiders, a team that's hot right now. But after the Raider game, because uh, what was the distinguishing characteristic in Bajent that made you think, hmm, you might have something here. What you have is a backup, a D2 backup yes. to have. And then which is, which then, isn't bad. Which, which is fine, but I just like, if you want to separate yourself or put into the coach's mind, hey, you know what? I'm somebody too. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go down the field. I'm going to make DJ Moore and Cole Komet and, and, and Darnell Mooney. I'm going to make some big plays. Didn't see that. And I don't know if that's coaching or just the ineptitude of Bajan, but either way, all we saw is them pretty much running the football. Yeah, and I I still believe listening to um, Bajan's dad, Coach Eberflus, that he still prefer Bajan to play over fields, mm-hmm. and it's it's insane to me. One uh, because I mean, talent wise, there's, there's really no comparison, but it it also shows that like we talked about before was, was that he is he's the guy who is feeding the media things. And my belief is if your coach doesn't believe in you, you know, how do you play for a guy like that? How do you play for a guy like that when your coach sort of openly roots for your backup to to get into the game? Like that to me is odd. But, you know, just speaking of of quarterbacks, though, like obviously, you know, I'm I'm a a daily listener of of the show. And I I saw that you – or I heard that you – you uh you joined the the Drake May fan club, so you know uh, welcome aboard. Yeah, <laughs> I watched that game Saturday night with Drake May. Um, as yeah, North Carolina beat Duke, and I was just impressed. I was just very impressed with what I saw. And again, I not the first half interception though. That was bad. No, it was bad. Yeah, I mean, but that's a kid. He's a young player. He's gonna make mistakes, right? And it's not even necessarily a major program. I watched no. Drake May, and I was just like pretty impressed. Like, okay. Just the way he was able to get to his second half into the overtime, it was fantastic. And again, again, I'm never overjoyed or just overwhelmed by any one player, Rocky. Right. But the whole thing is, is that I just thought I saw a guy that really turned the corner. Now, Caleb Williams, on the other hand, from USC, going in the wrong direction, but he'll still be a high draft pick. I mean, he's probably got to get out of USC. But just like it's not here? going well for the program right now in, South, in uh, Southern Cal. What happened there? Like, did he create too much hype for himself where now he can't live up to that hype? Because he was fine. He, I mean, he was fine. And then at some point after he asked for a piece of the franchise to sign a contract, it was, it's been downhill since then. I felt like there was probably too many people in the kid's ear saying, hey, you know, this is what, this is what you deserve, you know, or whatever else. And, yeah, that that part just it, it didn't work out for it hasn't worked out for him since that since that request of of equity and and the team to sign a contract. I mean, my belief: ask whatever the hell you want, but yes. at some point you got to realize 
you're not getting anything like that at all. Uh, as Mel Carter would ask, what happened to my piece of the cake? Give me a right. break. Uh, right. <laughs> that's, 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 as the great Mel Carter once said on NBC <laughs> on Give Me a Break, give me a break. Because I'm like, wait, you could ask for all that, but there's why. that's why you have closed doors. Don't try to scare teams off. You still got to get in the yeah. NFL. So don't don't mess up the bag. Don't fumble the yeah. bag. That's the whole thing with that. But, you know, it's, you know, Justin Fields, I just want to bring up because I think it's likely that he's going to play now. Uh, I thought he'd play against the Carolina Panthers because I thought that would be an easier way. He's going to play Detroit. I think he's going to play on Sunday. Even though Matt Eberflus was uh, noncommittal, uh, he will, I think he'll play. And the ongoing topic on Cap and Jay Hood that we talk about every, you know, most mornings is, is there anything that Justin Fields can do to convince the brass to stay in Chicago? I'm not pushing him out the door, Cuzzo. Just make sure it's very clear. I'm not pushing him out, pushing him out the door. What I'm saying is, is that you look at the resume and it's spotty, whether it's the injuries, whether it's his inability to get down the field to be able to, um, you know, hold the ball too long, all those things, right? There are a number of games I really like from Justin, even in losses, because I know last year was a tank. But do you understand how difficult this could be? You could be on one side or the other, but just take a look at the facts. The facts are is that last year was a tanking year on purpose. When people thought that this was a 7-8 and eight win team or a 10-win team, I said, look at the roster. Like, there's no help for Justin. Look at, the, look at what the, the roster is. There's no help for him. Okay, fine. There's no help for him. So then you have this year, we have DJ Moore, where you mortgage your first round pick and you get DJ Moore, which is the right thing to do. DJ Moore, Mooney, Komet, you try to get this offensive line straight, cool. But then it still does not seem to work. And I know how it seems unfair to say, well, I mean, Justin Steele needs more seasoning. This ain't the 80s, man. You, you can't be around for five or six years and wait to develop. Teams do not have that time. And I just hope that what the Bears are going to do is going to be the right thing. Either keep Justin for another year for this, you know, for this year and next year, and then find out what you have, or let him go and let him be able to cook someplace else and bring in a rookie. Either way, I think it stunts the growth of the team. I like Drake May. I you like Caleb Williams. Or they can bring somebody else in. It still doesn't mean the Bears are going to win. Either way, so, you're stuck. So I, I'm just being honest with you. Um, I mean, you know, I, I haven't always been – well, I haven't been a Fields fan since, like, his first year here. Yes. But – if you tell me I can get Drake May, I will pack his bags. I will drive him to the airport. Um, I will drive him to Atlanta because I'm sure that's where he's going. He's going to Atlanta. They'll trade for him. And I'm fine with it because I, I don't know how you go. If you have the opportunity to get a, a Drake May, even a Caleb Williams, how you s- stick with Fields because you have to pay him. So you you can't bring him in and have, have him have a competition with a rookie quarterback, that can't happen. So right. if you're not going to pay him, and if you have the opportunity to draft a, re- a competent replacement that has superstar potential, you have to take that opportunity because when I look a- across the NFL, the best teams have a franchise quarterback. A franchise quarterback lifts all boats. Yeah. You can have a you can have a shitty a shitty roster overall and put a stud quarterback there. And you'll compete every single year, regardless of what you have around you. So that's what that's what I don't see Phil's as that. I, I think that if he develops some more, maybe takes a step or two, 
you can win with him, but not because of him. I want a guy like we you've been watching football 10 years longer than me, you know, but we've both been watching football, Chicago Bears football, football for over 40 years. Yeah. I want a a franchise quarterback who I cannot even think about for like the next 10, 15 years. This guy's going to be in place. We're going to be in the playoffs at the very least. You, you know, you get a shot at the dance, you get a, a ticket to the dance, anything can happen yeah. in one game elimination. So I want as many shots at the dance as possible, and I think you need a franchise quarterback for that, not our pop-up defenses that are, are dominant for a couple years and then they age and fall off. The quarterback sustains you for a while. So I think you have to solve quarterback no matter what. And it would be unfortunate if somehow the Panthers found a way to fall out of the top two spots where you guarantee one of the quarterbacks. Because if that happens, then you're then you're, you're fucked. Because your only option is you, you're trading the third or fourth pick plus extra capital to get to one or two, which kind of defeats the whole purpose. Uh, but short of falling into the third third, third spot in the draft. I'm drafting the quarterback first, um, yeah. if possible, and I'm rolling with it. I love Marvin Harrison Jr. I like. I would give, you know, uh, I would give Matt Eberflus his right nut for Marvin Harrison Jr. But you know, <laughs> if you made sure it wasn't yours, you know, made sure Eberflus is not nut. Yeah, I, I, I may need mine. Um, so <laughs> you've been doing fine with both. So just right. keep that going. You look like you're doing right. fine with both. Right. Uh, no need no, to change I, it up. I, I understand what you mean. I understand what you mean because, but again, whether it's a rookie quarterback or whether it is a veteran. True. I just need to know who's going to coach these guys. <laughs> that matters to me so much because, you know, this, and I think that is correct to say this, this, these set of moves, whether it's a new coaching staff or quarterback, these are franchise-changing moves for the next five to ten years. Like, like Ryan Poles has to get this right. There's yes. no other choice. Like this whole thing, like Poles is going to get fired. That's not happening. Poles is not getting fired. So let's let's just stop that. I know that people are impatient, but you can't be that impatient. I mean, Poles, when as soon as he was hired, I'm like, he's going to get two coaches at the minimum. He'll get two coaches, no question about that. But the idea that polls can just come in and be like, okay, we're going to try with this, you know, young head coach or we're going to, man, it's got to be right. You have to get it right. You can't have an author Smith or you can't have a Jonathan Gannon or some not. No, it has to be a guy right now to be able to get that done. And that guy, Cuzzo, is Jim Harbaugh. Captain comeback. That's, that's what it is. It's Jim Harbaugh. It's not because I'm a Bears meatball. Maybe I'm a Bears meatball, but it's not because I'm a Bears meatball. Is because Jim Harbaugh is on the run. Yes, he's yes. standing at the podium, but he is on the run. We've seen this before, right? Why do you think Pete Carroll is so youthful and out there at 70 years old, still getting it done with Seattle? Because he ran away from USC. The long right. arm of the law was after him in the NCAA. They're like, you can snatch anybody you want. I'm out of here. That's why he won't be going back to college. There's plenty of examples of guys that were in college. like, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm not because they can't deal with the NCAA rules or whatever. So I believe so. Jim Harbaugh is an interesting conversation because I think that he should be the next coach for the Bears. Okay, I'm not one of these dudes that's just like I can't believe they were cheating in Michigan. 
there was a guy named Connor and he was looking at signs <laughs> and giving, I can't believe, like in my moral high horse, fuck a, fuck a high horse. That means right. nothing to me. Listen, man, it happens in college all the time. It happens in the pros all the time. So yeah. the idea that people say, I can't stand this. I'm holding my nose at Jim Harbaugh. Bring him in now. I'll never forget the Bears playing San Francisco at Candlestick. And we got rocked. Do you remember this? When, when I do. Kaepernick was the quarterback? I do. It was the first time that we heard the initials RPO for the first time. What's RPO? Dad, what's RPO? Mom, <laughs> what is this? All I know is that the defense was going this way and, and Kaepernick was going this way. And the, yeah. and the defense were, was on roller skates. They had no idea what was happening with this RPO. They stomped us out. That was a Jim Harbaugh offense because Ka Kaepernick was that good. My point is, is that if you want to shop at the top shelf, it can't be that hot coordinator. It has to be someone who's been there and done that. Jim will be out of a job at Michigan. He should be the next Bears coach. So my only issue with Jim, well, I guess more than one, but my biggest issue with Jim, I, I don't have an issue with cheating at all. Like, you know, I, I grew up with, the, if, you're not, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Um, really? Like, tell me more. I, I heard that so much at uh at Simeon. Um, uh huh. Uh, oh wow. <laughs> oh boy. But oh man, why did you say that? <laughs> what are you saying there? Go right ahead about Simeon. Go ahead. But my my issue with Jim is unlike Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll won back to, I think he won back to back championships, national championships. Yeah. So he's cheating and he's winning. Yes. Harbaugh is cheating and still finding a way to lose. That concerns me because I top of mind is a TCU game. They were a more talented team than TCU last year. Uh, I'm sure Harbaugh was still cheating last year. How the hell do you lose that game? Sure, you're going to lose to Georgia. We get that. You're going to lose to Georgia. That's, that's fine. But getting to the dance gets you a shot. And we saw, you know, uh, we even saw, like, uh, C.J. Stroud. Like, he played his ass off. He lost to them, but he played his ass off. Yeah. So McCarthy couldn't do the same thing. McCarthy couldn't get you, you know, close to a win. But you lost to TCU. You lost to a team you should have beat by 40. So that concerns me because you cheated and you still lost. And then I look at, to your point, the Kaepernick offense was great. But that defense uh, with uh, what's the Bears Fangio, the yeah. Fangio defense was also great. Can he can he put that that band back together again with something comparable to that in the NFL? If he can, fine. Um, obviously, RPO is going to change because that offense is you know it's a little old now. Sure. But I have no issue with him coming in per se. But I'm looking at it like okay, what? Other than record, other than having a winning record, I think he he won like twenty more games than his predecessor over the same, I guess, comparable time period, which is great. But if you're going to cheat, to me, cheat and win big, because at that point I can say, hey, at least they won. They, they won championship though. Well, you know? I mean, because yeah. yeah. I mean, take into account this is the Big Ten. True, and, I, and True. I know that I'm an SEC asshole, and that's fine. That's who I am. Like I'm a Georgia fan. I, I figured this out um, in the front room on the shag rug 
on the on the floor model TV, right? <laughs> what kind of floor model TV you grew up watching, right? Right. I figured it out as a child. Like, wait a minute. I can watch Illinois and watch them run the football 700 times and be bored. Or I can watch this high-flying team like Georgia or Alabama or Tennessee get up, get up and down the floor looking like pros. That's what attracted me to the conference to start with. When people ask me, like, where does Georgia thing come from? I saw a better brand of football. I saw the NFL on Saturdays and Sundays growing up because of the way offenses and defenses played. I'm like, these, these two things look the same, but one's a college and one's pro. Oh, I like that team in red. I like Herschel Walker. I, know I was going to say popular. having Herschel Walker didn't hurt. I, I know it's not popular to say now, but yes, I was a Herschel Walker fan. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, I mean, I didn't know he couldn't read and write. But the point <laughs> is, though, is that I was a Herschel Walker fan watching him at Georgia, right? Because I'm like, look at this guy, like, running up and down the, the field. This Georgia team's good, all that. And so I had a choice. So when we see Michigan and you get and you say, well, how come Michigan's cheating and still couldn't win? It's a Big Ten team. That's surprising. <laughs> that, that doesn't surprise me. Anytime we get this this rumor before the season, like, you know, Ohio State's good and Michigan State, I, and Michigan's good, I just laugh. I'm like, good for the regular season. Right. So it comes to nut cutting time, and all of a sudden, you know, the the the, the men come out. That's the yeah. SEC. So I'm not surprised at that. But Here's the thing, and, it, and you would have hated Michigan against Penn State because I watched this game on Saturday. 227 uh, yards rushing for Michigan, 164 for Penn State. J.J. McCarthy, 7 for 8, 60 yards. This is with Har- without Harbaugh, but they just ran the football. 7 for 8 for 60 yards. Drew Aller, the quarterback for, Mich- for Penn State, 10 for 22, 70 yards. Yeah. Big 10 football, high grass, yeah. run the ball. That's yeah. not where it's, that's not where the game is today. The game no. is in the air. It's vertical, right? So what I'm saying about Harbaugh is is that I'm sure he'd love to get back in the NFL to get the ball in the air. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because people will conflate what he's done in Michigan to oh, I guess the NFL is going to be like run the football, play good defense. Well, I know that's his bread and butter, but I'm sure he'd like to get the ball in the air with some quarterback of some sort. Right. That's what I think. So hopefully, if he's coming to the Bears, because it's it seems like you know he has a groundswell of support from fans, from media, and maybe even from folks inside the the organization. Uh, I'm hoping that his uh, his cheating ways would lead to championships, you know, for Chicago. But <laughs> so well, what about those that talk about that though, Kazo? Because there are those that have a high horse that feel like that this is wrong. But again. You know, what's funny is, and, and this latest story about this is that Jim Harbaugh, he spoke to the press today. Like, I thought, okay. oh, God, is suspended. He's, I mean, he's right there for you. He's talking. And he was like, I'm going to talk on Friday. I'm just looking for the opportunity for due process. I'm not looking for special treatment, not looking for a popularity contest. Just, oh, I'm just looking for merit uh, where the case is. Oh, where am I? Uh, Jim, over here. Um, he He says that... He's going to be there to testify. And by the way, Michigan's taking everybody down with them. Yeah. Ohio State's being involved in this. There's a couple other schools. So those that are also cheating that Jim knows about, he's taking them down too. I'm sure they'll be in court on Friday. Wow. So much what I don't understand about people having an issue with it, one, it's sports. Like the idea that you expect these athletes 
to be pure, you know, pure than us, you know, like I think it's just unreasonable. And then to, to say, like in our own lives, we do things occasionally or frequently, depending on who you are. Yes. It's going to give us an edge. You know, it, it may not be legal, it, but we do things that are going to give, give ourselves the edge. There is no fairness. We're not like, oh, you know, um, this guy I'm competing with, you know, well, my family may not eat today, but I want to make sure that his family does. No, fuck his family. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> fuck his family. I, I want to win. Yeah. You know, I want my family to eat. So you're going to do things to give yourself the edge when, in competition because you're competing. These guys are competing. They're not going to the office, punching a clock and, and, and grabbing a stapler and, and filing paperwork. They're not doing shit like that. They're physically competing against other opponents. They want to win. Them winning creates more earning opportunities for themselves. So you're going to do things to give yourself the edge that may not be, you know, 100% pure. That's sports. That's life. So I, I don't understand why people have an issue with it. Uh, like he didn't he didn't murder anybody. They didn't harm any, anyone. They stole signs. They stole signs. And I'm sure, like, you play, you play baseball too. It's what yep. you do. Yep. You, you look to steal a sign. You look to find signs to steal. You know, so if these schools know that, hey, they have they have this guy coming to the game every game wearing Michigan hats and he's stealing our signs, they, shame on you for not, you know, taking some correct measures to prevent this guy from doing what you knew he was doing for years. Shame on you. So, like, I, I, I have no issue with it. Like, my only problem, like I said, was that he did it and he didn't win big. And besides that, doesn't bother me at all. Um, the Belichick years didn't bother me with the Patriots. And if we happen to get somebody like that in Chicago and they're winning championships, I will defend that guy, you know, it, with every breath in me. You know, like he's done nothing wrong. Keep winning. Keep winning. So you had no problem with the flake gate and all that, right? You know, I am Tom. I worship Tom Brady. You know, like that is <laughs> that that's my guy. Uh, you know, I I kneel at the feet of Tom. Terrific. You know, so I have no issue. Deflate gate. All I know is he has seven Super Bowl rings. Besides that, I can't count anything else. Seven rings. Yeah, that's fair. And by the way, this uh, if you watch on YouTube. I, I do not have uh, pink Kool-Aid. This is not what it is. This is actually, I have electrolytes that I put into my water. Free plug for Ultima. So this is not, it's sugar-free. I know that you're wondering, you want to have some of this Kool-Aid. It's not Kool-Aid. I just put a little e electrolytes in my water, Cuzzo. Okay, just so you know. That's a little crown. That's a little electrolytes in your crown. That's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you call it. That's what I put into it. I know. Are you concerned? But no, that's all I have. It's a little flavor. It's a little bit of something. Electrolyte mix. I got that from my radio partner. Pink lemonade. Okay. I think he's trying to poison me. Um, Probably so. <laughs> that is the case. Like, share, subscribe our podcast here and also on YouTube. Uh, share it. Let people know that we're on here uh, every week. It's Jay Hood and uh, uh, Cousin Wiley. Uh, I want to talk to you about the Bulls uh, for a little bit here. We're through 10 games. As we record this, the Bulls are playing Milwaukee. We figured we can't wait for this game because we kind of know what the result's going to be, so we might as well just talk about this. So The 4-7 and seven Chicago Bulls. Uh, yeah, four, oh, yeah, there will be 4-7. <laughs> By the time this goes up, there will be 4-7. and seven. At least I right. think so. You know, um, the Bulls, because they are really picking up where they left off 
uh, from last year. It's amazing, right? You go to United Center, they paint the floor for this uh, fake tournament that they got here, trying to get everybody interested in this tournament for money. The players are not paid. And right. it's just one and done. They lose the first game. So, like, that's the end of the tournament. They got eliminated just that quickly. But the losses the Bulls have, have uh, incurred against the Suns, saw that game, 116 to 115, tough way to lose, especially when Alex, Alex Caruso is like, no, nah, coach, I got Durant. Get out of yes. the way. Like, not a switch. Not a switch. Yes. Alex Caruso's like, no, I'm good. I'm the only one on the floor. Can you imagine this little guy with a headband, right? He comes in and he's like, I got one of the best players in the, in the world. Move out of the way. No switch. I'm going to take him one-on-one. He didn't stop Durant, but he slowed him down from getting the kind of numbers that he normally would get. He frustrated Durant, right? You lose that he game. You lose against the Nuggets, the Champs. Lose against the Nets, the Mavericks, uh, the Pistons in Detroit. Uh, lost against the Thunder on opening night. So this is what, this is what it is. Because let me just tell you, looking at the schedule moving forward, by December 15th, if the Bulls are not where they need to be as far as one loss record or momentum, I believe there's going to be change here. And I don't mean Billy Donovan. I mean like a trade. Like this can't keep going on like this, this less than mediocre basketball that we see every night. So I view it as, like we, we talked about it before the season started. You you ran it back. You, you ran back uh, – with the ran it back with the roster, who at best was going to compete for a fifth seed in the playoffs, and more likely than not was a play-in team, if yeah. you know, if they live up to their potential play-in team. And you come back into this season and you have the same issues that you've had for the past few years. You have two guys who who want to be alpha. One is paid like an alpha. The other one is the actual alpha. Um, you have draft picks who haven't developed up to the potential that we thought they would have, and you're pretty much in basketball hell. You you should have made trades in the, in the offseason. Levine shouldn't be on the roster. He should have already been dealt in the offseason. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking around. I don't know what you do, and here's the truth. like At some point, you can point your fingers at the players all you want, and and they are they are responsible for the results on the court as well. But you also have to start looking at Billy Donovan. Like, what player has developed under his watch? None. Yeah, I can't find one. Like, none of the players have developed. Patrick, I would argue Patrick Williams has actually regressed from when he first when he came to the league. When he came to the league, at the very least, he competed on the defensive end. He would compete on the defensive end. Now he doesn't compete at all. He he hides in the corner in the hopes, like that kid playing playing some game. He hopes the ball doesn't find him. Yeah. Like I, I'm looking at a roster where it doesn't fit. You you have no star players. Your closest to a star is it's a 40 year old 40 year old guy with a mid range shot. You know, like that doesn't play well in today's game. But he is the best player on the team. You know, he's not getting played like it, but uh, DeRozan is, to me, by far the best player on the team. And what does that say? Like, it, it, it's sad because even when you have a guy like Levine score 50 points, it was the most empty 50-point game you've can, you've ever seen in your entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, in a box score, he scored 50. But if, if you saw it, you're like, 
that's not really 50. Like, yeah, I know what it says, but 50 points, what was it, zero assists, like two rebounds? What was he doing? He was just there putting up shots. It wasn't winning basketball. So when you're not playing winning basketball at some point, you have to look to me, you have to look at AK, and you have to look at Billy Donovan and say, okay, there's something here that's not working. You know, so, yeah, we can we can trade these players away, but if we bring in new players, what's going to change? What's going to change? At least with Paxton, when he was not not guard, when Paxton was there, at least he had a history of success with the players he brought in. You saw the Jimmy Butler's develop. You saw the the uh, Taj Gibson's develop. You saw pretty much every draft pick he made was was at least a solid player. Luol Dang, even Kirk Heinrich was the best player in his spot that he was picked in. He just happened to pick the fifth. Uh, but you saw players develop and improve and play winning ball. I'm not seeing that with anyone that AK has drafted and that Donovan has coached. Well, I saw a stat here that I want to share with you from Kevin Anderson from NBC Sports Chicago. Hold on. The Bulls' current starting five of Vucevic, Craig, DeRozan, Levine, and Kobe White has played 78 minutes together this season. That group has an offensive rating of 95.7, defensive rating of 137, a net rating of minus 41.4. It's shockingly bad, especially for the five-man lineup that has the most minutes. Um, yeah. And so he's, he's, he's totally right about that. I mean, he's looking at the numbers, and it's just not it, – it's a team that in which DeRozan probably should be traded, what I'm, I'm going to call it now. The first one off the team will be DeMar DeRozan. He's the best player on the team and the oldest, right? Yep. And so I think that is the case. And you're right. Billy Donovan also deserves blame because Billy Donovan came in as a guy that loved offense. Remember those Oklahoma City teams up and down the floor? I just saw only because he had talent. It's not that Zach Levine isn't talented, but on a good team, Cuzzo, he's your third or fourth option. Yep. He's that bailout three guy. And he still would get his numbers. He still get... 17, 19 a game, whatever, on a good team, a high-percentage shooting team. Levine would not be your first choice. He'd be your third no. or fourth choice. DeRozan, same thing. You trade him to some place, he'd be a third choice someplace. Give you those key baskets here and there. Give you a good accounting of himself. You'd be fine. Vucevic, another team walks in the gym, give you 20 and 10. Yeah, 20 and 10 is not enough. And I don't care about the 20 and 10. It's when you score the 20 and 10. Yes. But he'll never be that guy, though, that will be at the end of the game be like, give me the ball. Patrick Williams is a whole different story. This this dude here came off the bench against Detroit Sunday night, four points, 19 minutes, one steal, no rebounds, <laughs> one steal. 19 minutes, you couldn't give me a rebound, not a rebound? Are you trying no. to secure the bag? Why is it yeah. that Drummond is a better uh, center or a better big man than you? I know Drummond's yeah. been around for 100 years, but the point is, like, Patrick Williams was a young, spry. I gave him the benefit of the doubt as a six-man coming off the bench for Florida State because there was no room for him to start. I get it. Leonard uh, Hamilton was like, you'll get starters minutes, but you got to come off the bench. Did a nice job defensively. But four points ain't going to get it done. That doesn't mean that you're the future of this team when you score like that. On, on off the bench. You're not even, he's not even in rotation anymore. Crazy. But, yeah, like you – you, what, what fits – like you have a point guard who 
we were texting back and forth one game. Yeah. You can't make an entry pass to the post. Yeah. Like that's something you learn how to do in grade school. And here he is in the NBA struggling to make an entry pass to the post. But he's your point guard. How does how the hell does that work? So you gotta you gotta burn it all down. You gotta burn it all down, I believe. I, I don't know how that looks. Um, but uh whatever Michael Reinsdorf is doing, uh he should go ask his father for advice and do it and do that instead. Uh, because yeah, it, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Sit down. Here's what you should do. Find <laughs> find the sperm of Michael. Bottle it up, put it on the floor. I mean that I mean it's okay, man. It's the reason why Mike why Jerry got those championships is because of Michael Jordan. Because of those championship teams. I just yeah. want the I'd love for the Bulls to be I love for the Bulls to be like uh, like Sacramento. And they're four and four coming into the season. But the point is though, a team like that, Suns, a team that has some some talent on it, where they're going yes. yes. Minnesota. Yeah, you know, I mean like I can't ask for them to be the Nuggets because they don't have a like a transcend a transcendent superstar like Jokic, because oh, they don't have that. It's not like they could be like Boston or be like um be like the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. I just like for the Bulls to be able to have go to guys, difference makers where it's like not and not Levine. I'm talking about at the end of games, you know where the ball's going. On this here's the thing that's really really fucked up about this. At the end of games, it should be Levine or someone getting the ball. And it's kind of like this team, you would think, okay, get, just keep feeding Levine. Keep feeding – like, they don't do that. I don't think this team is aware of who the go-to guys are in the clutch. That's my one of my biggest issues with the team. So my issue my, my issue with what AK did in the offseason was that we're, you're looking at um, – you're looking at – a roster who just who needs to she needs to be remade, and yeah. even like a guy like DeAndre Ayton, Phoenix hated him. They they wanted him out. He's a young kid, very talented. You know, may not have as, as much heart as he should have, but an uber talented kid. Why not, you know, package a Vucevic or even a Levine or something like that, and bring in a kid like that. So you at least you can say, okay, this kid, you know, he's going to give you twenty and ten. Um, it's going to play defense, mm-hmm. and you can at least see something for the future. Like I love the way Vucevic plays. Uh, to me, he plays with far more heart than Levine does. Yes, but he's almost forty. I mean, I know he's he's not forty, but he's 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 over thirty years old. So he doesn't have many more years of basketball left to go. You have to turn over the roster, and right now you're doubling down on an aging roster, you know, and you have no star potential and no future star potential because you've traded those picks. Yes. You traded those picks. So you're in basketball hell. No, no room to sign players in free agency. No room to be able to draft a player because you're not drafting low enough. And, and when you were, you traded those picks. I, I don't know what, what the plan is. I don't like, at least with the bears, I can, I can see, I can look hard enough to see some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. See the I difference? See the see, here. Yeah. Like, like Cubs bears, you can see where they're going. Yes. With the bulls, when you're stuck, like even the Blackhawk with Bedard, right? At least it's yes. a young kid. And then you got to build around the young kid. 
crazy yep. that you build around a kid, but it's kind of like Win Binyamin with the Spurs. You're building around a yes. kid, helping him develop, and then you get to where you need to be. But like the Bulls and the White Sox, not going in the right yeah. direction. Yeah. And so, so have we had this conversation to get this off your chest? Uh, this means that we're not going to a Bulls game, right? We're not. Uh, so uh, unfortunately, um, uh, what is this now? What do you these? So Alex was uh, competing or playing a game at the Bulls, something at, on like a vending machine, the Bulls game, and yeah. he he won some of these. So these are the Alex Caruso specials. So he <laughs> won some Caruso's, Caruso ones or something like this. But yeah, this is a uh, wait, 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 wait. Alex Caruso has his own shoe. Yeah, they have them in a vending machine. I think they're like clay tops or something like that, but it has uh, their Merry Christmas on it. So if that's your thing, you know, get you some Alex Caruso's right here. Yeah. Because, oh, I would not wear a shoe that says Merry Christmas on it. What about what hey, Easter? Hey, we, we say Merry Christmas in this household. <laughs> <laughs> you say that in July? <laughs> yeah. You say Merry Christmas in July? It's, it's yeah. Labor Day, uh, October. Yeah, so, yep. That's uh, the Alice Caruso specials. And it says Merry Christmas on them. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. So, you know, they believe in, you know, we say Merry Christmas around here. So, well, I understand. I understand. Well, I'll tell, tell you one thing. If any shoe I'm going to rock on that team, it would be his shoe. Because he gives yeah. them. Yes. Ron would want him yesterday. I'm guaranteeing yes. you that right now. LeBron misses him with the Lakers. He misses yeah, him. Yeah, plays with effort, you know, willing to take the the, the best assignments, willing to take the shots, um, leaves it on the court. And right now you don't have many of those guys on the team. It sucks. That is a problem when Alex Caruso is when he, the guy with the most heart on the team. There should be more guys like that, but not the You case. can take Alex Caruso to the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> We're going to get to that in just a second. <laughs> oh, I saw this. I, this last thing on this Bulls thing. Locked on Bulls. That's the Twitter feed. Okay. They did this. Okay. They did this. Uh, who says no thing, right? Yeah. And who, who says no? So it's a Lakers Bulls trade. Yep. And it is Zach Levine and Alex Caruso to the Lakers. And the Bulls get back D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura, who I really like a lot. Hachimura is yes. a really good player. Torian Prince, Jalen Hood Shafino. In the family, Jalen Hood right. uh went to Indiana, I believe. And the 2029 first round pick. Do you do this deal? Cousin? Yes. 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 So you like so you like this deal. I, I I I press accept as fast as I can. Zach Levine off my team. At least you have some pieces to play with and create some cap flexibility as well. So yes, you're not winning right now. So you may as well. Go all, all in and put a tank and then play some young guys because it's you're not getting it done. Are you, you seeing these names though? Are you sure you see these names on here? I am fine with those names, even the okay. 2029 first round pick. Yes. So that's works for me. That's okay. Who says no? I do not say no to that. No. I like D'Angelo Russell. I like Rui Hachimura. Now again, where are you going? I don't know. I don't know where you're going with that, but I do like those players. You're not going anywhere right now, though. So, like, that's the that's the important part. You know, even with 
Levine on the Lakers. No. I don't think that that works for the Lakers either. <laughs> not much. He, he's not a winning player. Because He's not a winning third, player. Levine would be the third option after AD. He's, he's not a winning player, though. Like, he's not a guy you win because of. He doesn't play winning basketball. He's he's the Jalen Roses of the world. He's the Ron Mercer of the world. When you have a rebuilding team, you bring those guys in and let them score 20 points. That's, that's who he is. You know, you're really good at this podcast thing because you've already made the segue. You mentioned the Cheesecake Factory, so let's, <laughs> let's get to that. We should have got to this a couple of weeks ago, but we got to get to this now because it relates okay. to something that's going on in pop culture. List of places not to take a woman on a first date is going viral. So one of these places started is at Power 96, I'm sorry, Power 106 in Los Angeles. They had this list. And there was a video of a young lady who's like, oh, he's taking me to Cheesecake Factory, doll. Oh, no. Like, she couldn't stand the idea that she was going to go to Cheesecake Factory. Okay. So we, we, you and I both saw this video. And there's a lot of videos like this. Either the woman is being fake, doing it for social media, or yes. that's how she really feels. Either way, it, it caused a, a stir in a conversation. So here's a full list. This is I saw this on X. This was a a um, Instagram post on Complex. It's the first time I saw this. You tell me, have you ever taken a date to the following? Okay. Okay. Cheesecake Factory is number one because old girl didn't want to go to Cheesecake Factory. Have you ever taken a first date to a Cheesecake Factory? Yes, I have. Uh, besides prom. Uh, first date, no, but a date, yes. Yes, we've okay. gone to Cheesecake Factory. Yes. I have not done that as a first date. I have no. not. Um, but I've been there, obviously. You got to see, you know. I know it gets a bad rap because it sounds like, okay, that just seems, you know, just ordinary. But doesn't that depend on who you take? You know, it does to a certain extent. But, Hood, like, just when, you, when you're a kid, I mean, not even a kid, like a young adult, like, I was – I was like, if I was trying to impress as a as a kid or young adult, we was going to Bennigan's, you know. Like, hey, we're going to Bennigan's, you know. It's yeah. like, if I could, we're going downtown to Bennigan's on Adams. I believe it's on Adams. We're gonna yes. stop on Adams. This is Bennigan's on Adams. Um, I'm gonna let you get some of those uh, chicken tenders. You gonna let me get some of those um, chicken tenders later? Right. You know, <laughs> right. So, you know, it was. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. So I'm, the idea. I'm surprised, I'm surprised I didn't run into you there because that was the spot, man. You're like, yes, you, you parked through Silk. You go to the Bennigan's in downtown. Find parking on the side too. Like, yes. Oh, oh yeah, killing it. For it. Yeah, oh. <laughs> got to pay for parking right here. Oh yeah, we got it right here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right on the side of the building. Walk in. Yeah, light, yeah. For two, night. for two, for two, 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 please. It's like, hey, for it's two, like, yeah. But they stay open yeah. late though. It'd be like one yeah. a.m. Right? They they stay open yes. late for you. Like, yes. All right. The, the, this this is when uh, people are acting a fool downtown. You can just walk in, no, no problem. Yeah. Right. No I'll problem. Stand. So, cheesecake factory for me. No, not as a first date. Applebee's. I have taken a date to Applebee's. Yes. 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 Uh, and as a matter of fact, it is the Applebee's in Crestwood, because that is the that's the combo dinner. Movie uh -huh. combination. Go to Applebee's, kick it, get some drinks, then go to yep. the movies. Or vice versa if it was open late. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Applebee's in uh, Crestwood for sure. 
Um, Chili's for our first date. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, like, here's here's the thing what I struggle with, like, even hearing the woman talk about it was is that one, this is first dates are more of an introduction. Yeah. You know, I'm getting to know you, and you may not even want to call them a date. It may be something as casual as like we're meeting at a coffee shop, you know, having, you know, uh, a, a Danish and, you know, and, and a tea or something. Is, is that, you know, beneath you? So if I'm getting to try to get to know you to see if I want to even spend more time with you, why the hell am I, you know, reaching in my pocket, spending, you know, $300 just to see if I want to see you again? Right. Oh, you better get this McChicken and be happy oh, with it. <laughs> you know, what do you mean get this McChicken? What does that mean? Sit yes. your ass down and get this McChicken. All right. You know, exactly. and be happy with it. All right. You know, and, and and then, you know, if you if you act right, you know, we may go to Ponderosa next. Oh you know, my God. Thank you. Just you gotta Ike. thank you, Ike. <laughs> that's that's that's, that's <laughs> Ponderosa. All right. Would you take a first date to Chipotle? I would not. Uh so you're asking, would I? Um and have you? Well, I have it because they, I don't think they, they were, wasn't around when I was young enough to be able to do it. But would I have? Yes. I would have taken a first date to Chipotle. Now, there was a, now, there was a time where Chipotle, nothing against Chipotle. No. Fine dining, though, right? I mean, like, like as far as you could sit down and yes. have a nice lunch or early dinner for it. But it's pretty much, I mean, depending if it's downtown, that's a different story. But the other ones like in Beverly Hills, I mean, that's really takeout. No one's sitting down and eating in, in Chipotle for a first date. Outside of a place like McDonald's, like I, I knew that even as a teenager, it's probably not the best place to go for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of a place like that, I don't think there was some place I wasn't willing to take a female. Because even if I shot or kicked beyond my coverage, I still kick beyond my co- I got it. So, like, because I, I got it, I don't have to do the most because, you know, like I can't keep this up. I can't, we can't eat, you know, $400 meal. I just, my check is even $400. So how the hell are we going to eat $400 meals every time I take you out? So like knowing that I can't maintain it, it's a case of like, hey, let me do where I can maintain. So the guy was kind enough to pick her up in his car. He didn't make her drive there or Uber there, picked up her in his car. I'm sure she knew where she was going while she was in the car. Mm-hmm. So that whole show, like he was a gentleman because if it was me, I would have asked her, you know, where did she want me to order her Uber from? Like you want me to order from the Cheesecake Factory or the gas station across the street, which one works best for you? Um, because like you can't, you know, we're, we're not going back home. You hear it's like, we can't go anywhere else? No, no. We can, we can climb in his back seat. If you want to go somewhere, let's climb in his back seat. Okay. Outside of that, All right. you taking your ass home. Take your okay. ass home. Would you take the first date to the Olive Garden? I've done that. So I've eaten at the Olive Garden one time in my life, uh, and I hated it. So, uh, you know. Where, where'd, you go? where'd you go? Where'd you go? I believe it was. Calumet City? Evergreen. Um, oh, Evergreen. Oh, Okay. 
so I believe that's what it was. Like I, I was, um, I was treating some people who who worked for me, um, because you know you, you treat them well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, so, so they Yes, all of them. Yeah. So uh, I didn't like it. It was it, it. I didn't like it at all. But so. Okay. Would you take a first date to the movies? Yes. I, I, that's obvious. But the idea that that's six on this list of you never take a date to the movie uh, for a first date. Why wouldn't you? If you have a, this is all about conversation. If I like a certain movie or genre of movies and she does yes. too, hey, it's a hot movie out. You want to go? Yes. Why not share, you know, touch hands in the popcorn? What is wrong with that? What's wrong? I mean, where are we in 2023 when you can't take a first date out to the movies? What's wrong with that? So I, I believe part of the problem is, is that that gentleman probably failed with setting expectations. You know, so when you get this young lady out, you have to set the expectation because in her mind, she believes, you know, she just went to Rainbow and got an outfit for Rainbow and she's, you know, killing the game with her Rainbow outfit on. Um, she should go somewhere special. No, pump your brakes. Pump your brakes. Pump no. your brakes. You know, it takes time. It takes yeah. time to get to that to that point right there. And she she didn't understand because he probably didn't set the expectations. And and that's the failure that of him, you know. And then he also failed because you know he drove her home. It was daylight, so it wasn't like it was nighttime where he would have left her there. You know, who knows what, what happened to her? Um, you know what? You are you are rough. <laughs> it was Man, daylight. Hood, ladies, Hood. he's available. There you go. Just Hood. You don't you, you don't know if you're going on a date line or or an actual date. Hood. There's guy. Uber Share. Oh. Get her an Uber share. Send her home. Oh my God. Send her home, hood. You're terrible. You gotta send her home. Uber share. First date at your house. Oh, yes. Oh. Oh, really? You've had a first yes. date at your house? Yes. Yes. I, I can cook. And cook. also cheaper. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Now, yes. now let me just say this. I, I wouldn't know because I haven't cracked the player's handbook and uh, 25 years, but I would just say that the old player's handbook would say that you'd never bring a woman over to your house, a guy's house, the first night. So here's, that, here's is why still, you do Is that still the case or no? Yes and no. So like if you meet, if you meet uh, Annie at the, uh, at the bar, uh -huh. no, you go to Annie's house because, yes. you know, that's the better option because you don't know if Annie's crazy. You don't know what Annie has going on. So you want to make sure that you don't bring that energy to where you got to lay your head at. Uh, and then plus, you know, it gets awkward. Somebody has to leave at a certain point. So you want to make sure you go to where she's comfortable at. Uh -huh. But if you build some rapport with someone and you're like, hey, you know what? Uh, let me cook you dinner. You know, you didn't meet her at the bar. You met her at church, at the library, whatever places people oh. meet. Wow. You know, uh, you know, women at classic women at you know, uh, inviting her to to your home. I don't think it's it's a it's a mistake. But if you meet Annie at the bar, she cannot come near your home. It's either motel, not hotel, either motel, um, her place, or you know, whatever you can figure it out at. That's it. You got frequent. You must have frequent flyer miles at the motels in the in the area. Oh, Stony Island Motel. Oh, that's. Uh... I don't want to know that. <laughs> Let's just move on. You know, we got we're getting we're going over time, so I'm going to rapid fire these. Okay, so tell me, 
are these, have you, or is this appropriate places to have a first date? I already know your answer to any fast food chain because you're, you're down with the sliders. Yes. Uh, on, on White Castle. So you're good with that yes. for a first date. Yeah. Yes. Fast food. Okay. Yes. Buffalo Wild Wings. Good spot yes. for a first date. Okay. Yes. Wingstop. Yes. You're an asshole. Right there. <laughs> right there. Little, little bit pepper. You know what? Lemon pepper on your wings, baby. That's that's horrendous. Lemon that's pepper. horrendous right there. Wingstop. <laughs> lemon pepper. Lemon pepper. That's you horrible. want the bone? You want the you want the boneless? Go ahead and get the boneless. <laughs> go ahead and oh, get the boneless. Boy. What a great date you are. You can go ahead, honey. You can get the boneless, whatever you like. Really? Yeah. I, the only place I know there's a wingstop where you sit down is uh downtown. You know, like next to the like the White Castle. Restaurant, you know, what I'm talking about, yeah, Roosevelt, maybe, yep. But you, so there's the is this that little mall on the way? I know that because I was on the way to UIC. There's that little, there's in that little mall there downtown where you can actually sit down at Wingstop. So, be down before, you, before we get off, I just got a, a question why, why is it that where you eat at, um, is such of, of importance, you know where it will make or break a potential relationship. And my view of it is, is that, you know, if if where I take you out to eat will determine my success of spending additional time with you, I probably don't want to spend additional time with you at all. Um, so like, I, I do get when you're trying to impress a woman, maybe yes. a wing stop or, you know, wherever else may not be top of no. the list. But the, corn's but, tight. but the corn's tight, though. Good corn. Yeah, but if if we're, you know, if we had some report, I'm like, hey, let's stop and get something to eat. And we've never been out before. Hey, let's stop and get something to eat right here. It shouldn't matter where, we, where we're going. But if I'm trying to impress you, you know, obviously we, we may do a little better than that. But to me, it's still, you know, it's I'm impressing you for something. We know what that is. It's, it's a family podcast, so I can't say that. But I'm trying to get something from you, you know, and then I have to wait. Is that worth the cost for me? Do I want to pay this for that? And if the answer is no, then let's eat some wing stop. Now, if I have more, if I see potential in you and I want to like build something long lasting, then yeah, maybe, you know, you, you do a little, little different. But if I'm looking to just you, then yeah, I have no interest in All right. doing anything beyond the bare minimum. We move on now to Red Lobster. Yes. Red Lobster first date. Yes. Because the biscuits yes. are the bomb. Got to yes. get those biscuits. Yes. Um, a buffet. No, I don't like buffets myself. So it's not because of that person. It's because of me personally. I, I have but, mostly buffets. But what if she likes a, a like buffet? What if she likes an old country buffet? What if she wants to go to Ford City and check out an old you know what? Uh, country buffet? I was banned from old country buffet in Ford City because... I snuck in so many times that uh, you know, <laughs> my picture was on the wall. <laughs> you know, I didn't know that. All right, don't let this John gentleman in right here. <laughs> yeah, as if there's not enough crime over there. Um, right, hold the door. IHOP. For yes, date. yes. Oh, for first date, IHOP. Yes, yes. Hood. When I say. It was a, a point in my long, long time ago, long time ago, long time ago, um, where uh, I took, I did the same thing with two people in the same day. 
And just so happened the person who was working at IHOP in Crestwood, I believe, yep. Yep. looked at me and just shook her head because she was like, you was just here like four hours ago and you're coming back. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Ah, long time ago, though. Long, long, long time ago. Don't want to be ago. a player no more. Um, Denny's for a first uh, date. Yes. The gym for a first date. Yes. Yes. I've done that. You've, your first date with someone was at a gym. Yes. Yes. That's something. Uh, church first date. No. 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 That's, yeah, your that's first my... date should not be at a church. Well, at theirs, yes, not at mine. You can't come to mine because that's not that a just... date, though. But it's but if you're if you're there in worship, you're not there because you're kicking it. That's not a date. Come uh, on, you know. That's you want to you want to hold my Bible. That's not my Bible, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Starbucks for a first date. Uh, no, I don't like coffee. Coffee. So it says seventeen is Starbucks. Eighteen is coffee dates. No. Okay. 19 ice cream dates. Yes. I've done that. Yes. I've done that. That was yes. way, way long time ago. Ice cream dates, that works. Landy's I mean, on 95th. Alex, still put, Alex put those out already. He's like, hey, you know, um, he's a young lady, uh, you know, what? somebody's uh, like, yeah, go ahead. Go, you know, go eat the ice cream. Oh, my God. Eat ice cream your young food. son already put putting the feelers out for ice cream dates. Yeah, he's classroom. Oh my god. Yeah. I've done that, but that was usually like movie and then day like Hyde Park. Yeah. Like, like Hyde Park. Like there's like a little ice cream. That was when I was in college. That worked. Because again, uh, well, I won't finish this out, but then I'll give you my thoughts. So family functions for a first date. Oh hell no. Not our family. Not our family. You know our family. Come on. Come hood. Yeah, I know. I I I brought a young lady to the house one day. Yeah. And the first question was, why are you wearing those shorts? All right, let's go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Time to go. And here's the thing. I warned the person in advance. Like, Hey, you know what? It's my family. I love them. You know, they're going to say something probably crazy, but it's going to give them a few minutes. Probably won't happen right away. The first words like, Oh yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, we got to, just stopping by, hey, how you doing? Gotta go. Yeah, no, not doing that. Saying it without saying it, an international basketball player is in our family. And the first yeah. question to the international basketball player is how much you making? Yes. At our of table. Of course. And I'm just like, just yeah. recoiling. And then yeah. asking me, Johnny, look it up. How much is he making? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not looking that oh, up. Like, like, like I, I saw his Celtic salary right here. Does he get all of this right here? I'm not okay. I'm not talking about it. Um yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to bring the family together. Yeah. Um also so movie night, Netflix, Hulu, etc. Movie night at her place. Yes, maybe not my place. Yes. Somewhere that requires a long drive. Done that too. Yes. Done a long drive before. Not, it, it, like on your way someplace in a date, you know. Uh bowling. Definitely. Yes. Nightclubs, definitely. Hookah bar. Yes. A bar just for drinks. Yeah. Oh, yes. Number one on the list. For sure. Waffle House. That's yes. regional. Yes. 
So I, I can't, I gotta say no to that because my first dates were not in the South. So I, I haven't had a first date in, in the Waffle House. Okay. I experienced that later on in life in traveling, but not as a first date and sporting events. First time cup fan, Sox fan, Bull, bears, bulls. No, no, no. First, so not a, not a sport. Um, so you wouldn't take a first date to a sporting event. I like to watch the games. So if like I have no interest in you asking me who's playing, what they're doing, why they're doing that, um, yeah, it has to be something that I don't care about for me to want to go to a sporting event with someone. So as no. I put a button on this, I would just say that when we were younger, you are balling on a budget. I just know yes. that early in my career, somebody would be like, "Oh, you in radio, so you should be taking." Like, no, no, it doesn't work that way. I'm not going to drain my account. My first check I made in the business was in 1994. It was a weekend producing backup shift for $78. Yeah. That's for two weeks of work. This is yeah. 1994. Okay. So and that's somewhere on my Instagram, someplace that check that I got from uh, the score many, many years ago when I first started in the business because it was just a weekend shift for a few hours. And so the idea that do people equated uh, what I do versus how much money I made, it was just nonsense. It was balling on the budget. It is really trying to twist every nickel, every dime to go kick it for that weekend, right? With very yeah. little money. That's why I got a second and third job, AAA Chicago Motor Club. I'll tell you about that story one day. Oh, boy. Being the only man on the floor around with a bunch of women that was at yeah. the terminals at AAA Chicago Motor Club. Oh, boy. Uh, a lot of fun. And uh, You need to jump. <laughs> I gave plenty. I gave plenty. Uh, so... so <laughs> So, oh, doctor. Oh, there's a lot of stories there. Mm. Didn't have much lunch. I didn't have many lunch breaks, Wiley. I didn't have many. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that and then like working the business, you know, you are, you're balling the budget. So it's not going to be the two, three, four hundred dollar dinner for a first date. It's not going, it's not even possible. It's somewhere in the middle or somewhere in the bottom. If she's struggling, I'm struggling. We'll struggle together until we're able to right. make, make something out of it, right? So the whole idea that a woman would say, I don't want to go to Applebee's. I don't want to go to Olive Garden. I don't want, okay, well, you know what? Then find someone who will take you to that four and $500 restaurant. Yeah, like, it's not me. Especially when you're first starting off in a dating situation. Like there, there to me is no point where the first time – Unless it's near long, let me rephrase that. If it's near oh, long, she can go whatever she wants, she can have. Okay. Uh, outside of her, there's no way in hell I'm taking someone out for the first time ever and I'm spending a thousand dollars for the chance of doing what I want to do anyway. Um, I would rather go to Arnie's or uh, oh. the the 390 club or did you say you Arnie's know, the, did you say Arnie's the strip club Arnie's of course yeah Arnie's idle hour yeah of course oh my you know God. I would rather go there and and spend my money you know to help somebody buy some diapers you know as opposed to uh <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to you know giving somebody else a thousand dollars just for the opportunity to maybe no well you know I'll pass I'll pass well, that's the list, everybody, and that yeah. is our show for this week. We learned a lot about Kozo Wiley, didn't we? We learned a lot about Wiley. 
This we, is why you have me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly right. Just to keep it real and to uh, hold on to a dollar so tightly that the president yes. is squealing. That's yes. exactly what he does. Um, yes. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe our show, uh, Under the Hood Podcast. And again, we've got the merchandise as well. And Rocky, could you could you uh, Rocky. close this out, Rocky? Close it out. Let's go. Here we go. Uh, not as yeah. not as hyper today, Rocky. Thank you so much for your time. He was quiet for the most part. He did bark at the door early. But uh, by the way, Rocky, enjoy that. That's the last time on the couch this week. <laughs> last time on the couch. So for Rocky, who has no thoughts on Craig Council and the Cubs. And Cousin Wiley, this is Jonathan Hood. Thanks so much for joining us on the Under the Hood podcast. We'll see you next week on UTH. So long, everybody. Rocky, calm down. Rocky, you can talk about Bedard next week. Oh, again with the hand. That's so gross. Oh, God. Ah.